Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of The Tillage Edge, bringing you our virtual crop walk from Oak Park. Because of COVID-19, our normal crop walk couldn't take place, but instead we're able to bring you an interactive version, and this bonus episode is covering winter barley. We'll hear from Shay Phelan in a few moments, but first out in the crops is Johnny Hogan, Oak Park's farm manager, to give us an idea of what winter barley looks like at the moment. We're out in the field of cassia winter barley, which was sown on the 16th of October. We have a very well-established crop. We have, we're reckoning in the region of over 900 tillers, so we're very happy with the establishment and with the crop. To date, we have, it's an index one soil, so we've applied 180 kilograms of nitrogen in two splits, 60 in the first split and in early March, and then that goes to 31 a few weeks later, we went out with our second split. So that's the nitrogen, a total of 180 kilos, which is 144 units per acre. And then we came out with, um, our goat regulator on the 27th of April, which was zero at a litre per hectare. Now, it has got, to date, one fungicide, and that was applied on the 8th of April with Sintra at 0.6 of a litre per hectare, and Bravo at a litre per hectare. And with that, we incorporated in our wild oak control, which was Axial Pro at 0.65 litres per hectare. So overall, very happy with the crop, as you can see here. It's very well established, it's quite clean. So the situation is now, what the questions we ask are, the crop is almost at on at growth stage 49, so it's booting there up to 49, you can see a nod on appearing. But we also have some later tillers further down. So the real question is, when do we go now with our fungicide? and what, what rate. The crop is quite clean. There's been very little disease pressure because we had a very dry April overall. So the question is, what rate and our timing for our fungicide? Okay, that was a great outline of uh, the growth of uh, winter barley here in Oak Park from, from John Hogan. And I'm joined here in the studio by Shay Phelan. Um, Shay, good evening. Uh, so Shay, there was three questions there that uh, John kind of outlined. I suppose the first one, we, we might deal them in, 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 uh, as we go along. The first one is, is you're talking about smaller tillers down in the crop. How should he deal with those? Are, are they a worry? Yeah, so he's right, Michael, in terms of if you look at what crops we're faced out there at the moment, they are slightly more uneven this year than you would normally like. So what I have here in front of me kind of is a representation of what we're actually seeing out in the field at the moment. So if you take it where we'd normally like to be when we're trying to apply that final fungicide, is this, this tiller here, where we can have a look at this right here where we can see the odds starting to peep out. So we like to kind of get as many of the plants as we possibly can, or many of the shoots as we possibly can, in this kind of phase here where the, the odds are out like that, as we call the paintbrush stage. So that's the kind of ideal scenario where we would like to be. But this year we also have a number of other tillers, side tillers like these two here. As you can see in this here, there's no, no odds starting to appear yet, even though the flag lift is fully out. But nonetheless, it, they're nearly there. And these tillers here are what we're seeing a lot of in the crop as well, where the flag leaf is only emerging here, and these are the side tillers. But from the point of view of what we're trying to achieve, these tillers here, these main tillers are the ones that are going to give us most yield. So we try to protect these first and worry about these ones afterwards. This one over here is, is, is also kind of interesting from the point of view that in the trial work that we've done before in Oak Park, um, traditionally what we used to do is used to leave the, let the head come fully out and wait for the, the, the plant to actually flower. So as you can see here, this head here is actually starting to flower. But what we know from the timing trials that we've done over the last number of years is this is actually too late. This is not the ideal scenario here. 
we've probably lost yield by, by leaving the, the head scope fully out here. So ideally, we want as many tillers as we are shoots as we possibly can in this stage here, where we're where the odds are about an inch, an inch and a half, maybe two inches out. So as guys are looking at crops at the moment, there's you know there, there's some degree of, uh, of of the heads nearly coming out at the moment, but it's a little bit uneven. So guys really need to have a look at the, I suppose the paint brush stage as you're saying yourself. So when we kind of move that on, then in terms of the fungicides, how much yield are we going to lose between you know going at that right stage and maybe going a bit too late when the heads are fully out? Yeah. So if if, if we leave off that week or ten days, go from this phase here to about this phase here, potentially we could lose. Uh, 0.4 a ton per hectare. So that's pretty substantial given the price of, of, of grain this year. So really and truly the, the ideal time is here. So we want to try and target as many of these main tillers and side tillers at this stage here to try and maximize the, the yield that we're going to get. Okay, so when you when we're now going to maybe move into the fungicide, so it, what sort of fungicides are we going to, to, to have a look at? Is there mixes that are more ideal than some straights or what should guys be targeting? Yeah, well the first thing guys should really do is get into the crops. Obviously they know they should know what variety is there because quite often guys just you know they're they're not terribly familiar with the variety. So you need to look and see what varieties are there first and then you make your decision based on that. It's probably the first IPM technique that we have. So when you're looking at the varieties, you have to know the strengths and weaknesses of the, of the diseases in those varieties. Okay. So if you have something like cassia, which is pretty popular out there this year, we know it's it's, it's susceptible to ring spoiling. Okay. So we have to treat that. Uh, likewise, with say like some tower, which is susceptible to net, but so we need to treat that. But primarily, what we're trying to control at the moment is ramenaria, because all the varieties are pretty much going to get ramenaria. So from that point of view, what we have to look at is controlling ramenaria first, uh, and then the other diseases afterwards. So. From, from the work that we've done here over the last few years, we know that um, chlorothalonil works the best on, on ramenaria that's out there. So from that point of view, chlorothalonil should probably be the first uh, product in the mix, whether that's in the brown or different different formulations. Um, secondly, then we're looking at, at triazole going into the tank, and again, uh, if we have something like cassia, which this is here, we're trying to target those wet weather disease, even though it's been very, very dry. There is ring dysporium in this crop, so we do need to target the ring dysporium from that point of view. Um, so we're looking at prothiaconazole, then. But it's, it's probably the most widely used triazole in, in barley. You have it in Lexicoli, Siltra, Lassier, all those different types of products. So we target those wet weather diseases as well. And we also know that we need to stack those up with, say, like the stop straws and triazole to try and get more efficacy. And can I just ask you, just in terms of the of, of disease levels out there, you, you mentioned some Rinko in that crop which is cassia I think you said and um, is there much disease out in the rest of the crops like should people be worried um, obviously it's been very very dry for the last month so that's ab- absolutely after helping us from the point of view of disease control um, for Kieran is down south they've actually had quite a bit of rain over the last couple of weeks so the likes of the wet weather disease the likes of wrinkle the likes of net blocks will start to move if you get rain up from Carlo North if you like we have had plenty of dry weather, so you're more likely to get, or potentially going to get something like brown rust coming in. So again, we need to bear in mind where we are, the location we are, the rainfall we've had, um, and try and project forward as to what we're trying to protect against. So when you're trying to make that decision, whether, whether you're doing with your advisor, as I presume a lot of farmers will try and do with their advisor, you need to try and project all, or need to take into account all those different factors, in terms of rainfall, variety, uh, and what you want to do going forward. Okay, and is there is there specifics that you would recommend as, as regards various different varieties? You know, do we do, do we do something different on uh, say your cassia in comparison to maybe tower? Um, yes and no. Um, 
obviously like we have mixes out there so we have mixes of active ingredients in terms of vitreous or SDHI and strobular mixes so if you're looking at say some of our wet weather diseases like some wrinkle or lead blotch and um, you can mix it like some prothioconazole with say either strob or an SDHI which will give pretty good control strobs will obviously have better activity on say like some lead blotch by and large so you would try and put maybe a strobular in, in there to try and control that lead blotch SDHIs will give pretty good control as well, so if you want to make it simple, you can kind of you know, try and reduce the number of products that you have to buy. You will get good control, provided you don't get you know, a very dirty So we're pretty good at mentioning strobs and triazoles and that yeah. kind of stuff. Just so people understand in terms of maybe some of the trade names, so people can recognise the, the mixes and matches yes. of the types of products they might use. So the, the, the probably most common ones are the likes of Citra, uh, which is a mix of protheoconazole and an SDHI. We have the likes of Alasir, which is the same as protheoconazole and another SDHI. Syriax is another one, which is a different triazole, which is opus and an SDHI. And you can mix those with the likes of Common, which is a, a strobilia, and um, those, those type of products are, are pretty commonly used in Ireland. Okay, so we have some of those various different products. So what sort of rate? I mean, will, will guys be pushed into using kind of bigger rates, or really the weather's, you know, the crops are clean, weather is dry? I mean, how much do we really need this year? Yeah, again, it's a very good question. Um, and we have done a trial work here looking at rates uh, of, of chemical, of fungicides on, on spring and winter barley. And unlike wheat, what we found is that half rates of your products, or your, you know, whether it be a protein or a proline or lattice here or, or citrus, whatever it is, give pretty good control. They give, you know, almost as good control as full rates. So we have capacity in our programs to cut rates on winter barley. Um, you know, 50% rates are generally what we, we recommend are quite good. With one exception in terms of ramen area. Uh, we do know we need to go with a litre of, of chlorothalamin to try and give us the best control we possibly can on ramen area. So the question in here, and, and the question is, is around brackling. How much fungicides do I need to control brackling, or does fungicides help in the control of brackling? Uh, they do, um, quite simply. Uh, again, ramillaria is one of the main diseases that we reckon is responsible for bracketing crops. So, Bravo from that point of view, or Torothalanil, uh, will give us quite good control of that. Some other products will also help against stem diseases where well, I keep those stems cleaner for longer. So, the longer we keep those stems clean, the less likely we are to get the bracketing. So, you know, keep your rates. Half rates are still fine. We shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be trying to put, put more than that out. Okay, another question coming after coming in here, um, and anybody can send in a question whenever they like. Uh, another question here, which is talking about um, ons. The ons are just about peeping and PGRs. Can I put in the PGR with the fungicide at the last timing? Uh, ideally, I wouldn't. Um, I probably wouldn't. But if look, if you're in that situation, um, there are people, people out there. You're really limited to one product that you can kind of get away with if you like at that stage, and that's probably Ceron. Um, so. The other thing we just need to be careful about there when we are putting in uh, growth regulators at this stage, crops certainly from here north are under stress. PGRs will stress the crops even more, so we want to try and avoid that stress. That stress will manifest itself in ramillaria more than likely later on. So we could be trying to solve one problem, but we could be causing another problem. So we just need to be careful with that. That's it for our bonus episode of the Tillage Edge and my thanks to Shay Phelan and Johnny Hogan. And I'll be back with our normal weekly Tillage Edge podcasts for all your advice. And do look out for our further bonus episodes covering winter wheat and spring barley from our virtual crop walk. I'm Michael Hennessy and thanks for listening.